Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back and thank you all for listening to your favorite podcast, Properties Over Purses, where we buy properties before we buy purses. I'm your host, Keisha Griggs. I'm so excited to have you all tuned in. Get comfortable and get your pen and paper ready. Let's talk all things real estate plus more. Tonight, we have a great show. I'm excited to dive in. In this episode, we'll be talking about all things Airbnb with a good friend of mine named Kesia Williams. We've been friends now almost 10 years. The title alone has me in a chokehold. <laughs> How to fail at Airbnb. We're going to talk about all the do's and don'ts, aka what not to do. First, what is Airbnb? Airbnb, as in air, bed, and breakfast, is a service that lets property owners rent out their spaces to travelers looking for a place to stay. Travelers can rent a space for multiple people to share, a shared space with private rooms, or the entire property for themselves. Let's jump right in. Kesia, I'm so excited to have you on my show as a guest. When I tell y'all, Kesia and I go way, way back. We met in 2013 at a property in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I was the assistant manager, and she was a leasing agent. We have been in it to win it since then. I just love her to pieces. We talk about all kinds of things. We talk on the phone literally like every day. She's that friend that you can tell all your secrets to, talk raw and uncut as well. We have such a good time, so trust me, you guys are in for a treat. Hey, Kesia, I'm so excited to have you on the show tonight. Please introduce yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Kesia Williams. I am a Georgia peach and I love to optimize the customer service experience. I've been in property management for the last 13 years and also I was in hospitality for the last 10 years as well. So I am so happy to be here with you, Keisha. So Kesia, why did you decide to get into Airbnb? I worked in the hospitality industry for over 10 years. I love hospitality and seeing guests happy. And of course, I wanted a second stream of income. Okay, tell me a little bit about how you obtained your first Airbnb. Well, my cousin, actually, he, him and a friend of his had purchased a home like a few years back, and they started an Airbnb in that home. Of course, um, they decided to sell the house, but he actually told me about the um, apartment community that accepts corporate leasing. So he's like, hey, I can tell you how to get this set up. You can do it here, and they won't give you any trouble or anything. So I started it, and it was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Okay, so for everybody that doesn't know, what do you mean by like corporate leasing? Like, what does that mean? Absolutely. So corporate leasing is when you as a business owner allow your employees to live in the home. This does not mean the landlord or the apartment community will allow you to rent the home for short term rental, a.k.a. Airbnb, Verbal or anything like that. So you have to actually let them know like, hey, I'm going to be doing Airbnb or I'll use this as a short-term rental. So let them know up front. Now, when you say let them know, are you speaking in reference to like an apartment community or a owner-occupant community? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Sorry. Yeah. So let, let the landlord or either the apartment community know that like, Hey, I'll be using this home for short term rental or Airbnb. And you also should add in an addendum 
just in case that property is sold to another management company or another landlord, you want to add that addendum in there that covers you to say, hey, I'll be Airbnb here until the end of my lease or next two years or however long your lease is. So you won't have any issues. Right. I was just going to say when we were in the business together, we <laughs> the clients used to come in and sign their leases, but they were like legit, maybe like 50 pages long. And the lease yes. was only like maybe what, like 15 pages, but everything yes. else was an addendum for everything. So that was a smart thing, of course, to add that addendum in there, because keep in mind, guys, they're always selling apartment communities. They're always, of course, selling homes. So you don't want to be in a sticky situation where you had an agreement with the first landlord and then they sell it. And then the next one is like, I don't care what the first landlord said. <laughs> so addendums are absolutely important. What tools did you use to finally get a yes from the apartment community that you did have your Airbnb in? So I completed a business application. It took a few weeks because the corporate office had to approve it. They do check your business credit and confirm that your business is legit. So you want to make sure you have all of those things set up, like your EIN number, your LLC, and business credit. That's very important because they're going to check to see if you have a paydex number of at least, if I'm not mistaken, most communities look for like 80 as mm -hmm. your paydex number. Yeah, I would say 80 for sure. Um, now, tell us a little bit about some of the things you did to help be more effective with your Airbnb. Absolutely. So whenever a guest book, basically the experience of an Airbnb is, or whenever you're looking to travel, it starts when you start to look and see like where you're going, whatever city you're going to, whatever area you're going to, it starts there. So when the people start to check, you know, or, or we start to check like where we want to go, I, uh, when they do book, I always would ask my guests like, hey, um, what brings you to the area? It's important to know that. And I say that because once they check in, you want to kind of like leave them like a fun thing in, in the unit. And we can elaborate on that a little bit more, too. Now, um, let me just go back to that question and ask again. Um, what I was meaning by that, what I definitely love your answer what things did you do to be more effective? Like, did you do like a ring doorbell, like a lockbox? Like, how were you able to make sure that your clients were able to get into the apartment? Because I don't know if you've touched on that, but were you living close by the Airbnb? Like, how did you make it so that it ran smooth when you were maybe not there or at work or something like that? Absolutely. So you want your check-in process. Well, you want not just a check-in process, but you want your short-term rental to be automated. So I did have a lockbox because the community would not allow me to change the lock. And you want to ask them that too. Um, you want to make sure that you have like a lockbox or a front door lock where you can like, they can put in a code or you can send them a code and they can unlock the door with keyless entry. Because I wasn't able to change the lock, I had a lockbox that was on the patio. This was a really nice lockbox. It's called Igloo. It was about $150 to $170. And I would leave it on the patio. All of my guests would enter from the patio. Mm -hmm. And I would leave the lockbox on the patio behind a pillow. And I can basically, like, drop them a code um, in, like, the Airbnb messages. And that's how they would check in. So the check-in process was really simple, really easy. So I wouldn't have to, like, come there to unlock the door or anything like that i also gave them directions on like where to park at mm -hmm. directions on exactly where the unit was located at because it wasn't located like on the main street 
So I had two ring doorbells. I had one on the front door and the back door as well. And um, yeah. Okay. So with the lockbox, you're saying that you can basically change the code from like anywhere, like a digital code will uh, like it'll rekey it almost is what you're saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So okay. you can basically like I can change the times like if you like my check-in time was at 1 p.m. So if you check in at 1 p.m., that's when you have access to the lockbox. No time before it mm, and 1 p.m. until checkout time. Let's say checkout was 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I would at least give them like an extra like um, like five minutes or so to get the key in the lockbox. Because a lot of times a lot of people don't check out at 10 or 11 or whatever time that you give them. Right. But yes, I can generate a code. I would give them a duration time. I would put their name in there just in case I had any discrepancies or issues or anything. I know who that person was. And I would definitely um, drop it in the chat on the messenger in Airbnb. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, tell me a little bit about, like, what size was your Airbnb? Was it a one-bedroom, two-bedroom? And what did you, what were your pricings, your prices like? Absolutely. So it was a one-bedroom, one-bathroom. Very nice space. It was really, really spacious one-bedroom. The ceilings were high. It was in Buckhead. It was, like, really nice. So, um... I would say that, wait, what was the other part of the question? I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. What was your prices like for your one bedroom located in Buckhead? Like what were you charging per night? Oh yeah, it will fluctuate. Like it just depends on with Airbnb, it's a pricing, um, it's a numbers game. So not every night you're going to be able to book at $190. As much as I wanted to book at $160, a lot of Airbnbs in the area were like, charging $90 per night so a lot of the times I would see that sometimes they would go with you know I would see other guests like go with the $90 per night no I never dropped it down that low I want to say the lowest that I went down was like $100 up to $150 per night of course in the summertime you know when everybody's traveling everybody's booking you want to increase your rates so that was typically when I was in that $150 range so like sometimes it could be $160 Got you, got you, got you. Now, how long did you have your Airbnb or do you have it? I did have it. I had it for a year. I decided to close it down and I want to focus on getting a mentor before I started another Airbnb. I learned that it was a numbers game and I had to run it like a business. I just thought that I could just like take pictures, post it on Airbnb and everything's going to be all good because it was in a nice area. But yeah, no, (laughs) that didn't work out too well. Yeah, I cannot wait to touch on that. I know you're going to talk about that um, during this interview. Now, let me ask you this. How much money did you end up spending like total? I'm talking app, admin, deposit, furniture, um, dishes, pots, pans. Like what was your grand, grand total if if you remember? I mean, it was, OMG was a lot. Like the security deposit alone was $1,000 at this community, which that is not typical to see right. in, um, you know, an apart- in an apartment community. So it was $1,000 just for the security deposit, just to like basically get the application and the admin fee. I want to say that was $150. Mm-hmm. Decorating was uh, $7,000. Mm. I want to say like total, like, let's just say I spent probably about nine, probably about eight to nine thousand dollars to get this unit started right and i think a lot of people oh sorry i was gonna say i think a lot of people don't think or don't even like think about like how much it's gonna actually cost because keep in mind guys this is her total that she spent this is outside of the monthly rent you get what i'm saying so this is what she spent to just like furnish it 
deposits, all that just to physically get into the apartment and get it going. So, and how much was the rent on that one, Kesia? It was sixteen thirty two a month, so okay. it it wasn't it wasn't cheap. I mean, that's what one bedrooms are going for now. Studios and one bedrooms, what are they going for? Like sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars now. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah, like when I was in the leasing office years ago, back in two thousand thirteen, it was like what close to nine hundred. I was just about to say a thousand dollars, maybe. <laughs> so that's how much it's increased. Like I had this theme, like in my head, I had this glamorous theme, like I wanted fur, cute, right, jazzy. But after chatting with a friend, she said that she was like, "Do you want men to stay there as well?" I'm right. like, "Oh, you're right." So I had to make it more unisex. Okay. So when decorating, make sure you have a theme in mind. Um, if not, you will spend way too much money. Mm-hmm. You can buy furniture from Facebook Market. Start a way fair net 30 account and amazon has net 30 accounts as well so build that business credit before starting so you won't go over your budget like i feel like i went over my budget way too much and got furniture from like this furniture store Mm -hmm. and i set up like a 90 day same as cash kind of thing and i just paid it like every time i got paid i had to make a payment on it i want to say like the bed and the couch alone that was about three thousand dollars right there oh wow so i'm like well now that i look at it i'm like that was way too much money to start off with your first airbnb because you got to think about getting that money back right right from right. your business and you don't know how long it's going to take for you to turn that money and get your money back and actually profit from your airbnb right that was my next thing because i know airbnbs are typically lucrative anywhere between like maybe march to august time frame so what did you do during the slow months to kind of keep yourself afloat so I was talking to my mentor about this and I, I felt like that I was going through a slow month and she said that and she's like, well, were you booked at all? I'm like, yeah, I was booked. I was booked every weekend. And typically now, of course, like Keisha said, March to August, but really I saw a fluctuation, um, of course, in the summertime, but really March through like October is like the the good months. And, you know, people are traveling and everything. And then once you hit like Thanksgiving, like around this time, it does slow down a lot. So from November to February, I had people there every um, weekend, basically. I actually had a long-term guest that was there for like 30 days one time. I think he was there from like October to the beginning of December. So he was a really quiet, nice guy. And he actually returned before um, I moved out as well. His family came back and stayed in his mom and dad, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So you do want to kind of like look into getting long term guests if you can. They, Mm -hmm. If they really like your Airbnb, they'll come back and visit. Keep in contact with them and everything. But um, I want to say those slow months, I had that guy there in the slow months. And then I had somebody every weekend. So my mentor was like, you had somebody every weekend, so you really weren't slow. I'm like, I wasn't. But to me, because I couldn't like charge. And then, and, and around that time, you want to make sure that you have your money like stacked up. Because I had right. to come out of pocket and pay for rent some of those months. So it was really tough. I can only imagine. Now, let me ask you this. Do you remember your actual numbers, like what you made versus what you spent? Oh, my goodness. Um, Because I had to, like, fly underneath the radar because I had, uh, we'll talk about this fun guest that I had that (laughs) snitched on me. Right. So, (laughs) because I had to, like, fly underneath the radar, I couldn't market like I wanted to. Like, I I feel as though if I was able to market like I really wanted to, I could have really made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I want to say the total amount that I made was, like, I want to say like give or take like 13,000. But let's be for real, the rent was $1600, so 
how much of take home did I really have? You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, are so, you saying you know, that per month or the entire year? I'm sorry for the entire year. So per month, I'm sorry. So per month, I was probably putting it pulling in like twenty five hundred some months. Like the the good months, like twenty five hundred right. to three thousand or something like that in the good months. But gotcha. then I started in July. Mm-hmm. Like the time that I started, July is good, but it's really not good for like the numbers. You really want to start like during this time, like during the cold months, right? So you can kind of like already have because there's like just like. Facebook and Instagram and everything. Airbnb all also has a what's that a word? What um, the Air DNA? Aleg- no, Allegra theme. What is it? <laughs> I can't say it. I can't remember the word. I'm not sure either. I'm sorry. A L G O something. Algorithm. It's something like what is it? The algorithm. Algorithm. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> algorithm okay airbnb also has an algorithm as well and that's basically like behind the scenes and like what's going on with your numbers what's going on with your pictures like it's basically like marketing so you really want to get your business out there like as soon as possible Mm -hmm. before it starts to like pick up so you can already be having guests and you can get to that five star and that super host that's your main goal to have that five star reviews and to be your super host Got you, got you, got you. Now, let's talk about your two worst guest experiences. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, one guest, and this is why, before I even talk about it, this is why it's good to have um, the ring doorbell or some type of camera at your door. You you can't put it inside, of course, but at your, like, your doors and stuff. So, you can see what's going on outside your unit. So, I had one guest, um, her and her boyfriend, they came and they stayed for the weekend or whatever. And he basically burned a hole in my $2,000 couch. Now, do guests oh even care God. about how much stuff costs? They don't. Right. They, they don't care about that stuff. So, I actually saw him dancing on the patio. Wait, wait, what? Camera. You saw him dancing? Girl, he was dancing. He was giving him a good time, like, <laughs> dancing. And he had the blunt in his mouth, y'all. Ooh. Literally had the blunt in his mouth. Like, wow. literally. And this was a no-smoking Airbnb, guys. Non-smoking. So now what I did learn as well to also put, like, they have, like, non-smoking signs on Amazon that you can purchase. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a non-smoking uh, <laughs> like sign in my next unit. You like, don't have listen. to. Messing around with them kind of people. Like, it was just, like, weed, like, sh- like certain, like, like little small things, like, weed throughout the unit. Right. Okay, so I tried to report it to, you can report things to Airbnb, and I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. So I literally saw him dancing at the blind his mouth, and when they checked out the hole, it was two holes burnt in my couch. Still to this day, this is a really nice couch. Wow. So another one, um, I had a guest, she broke the patio chair. When I reported it to Airbnb, she got upset and told the leasing office that I was Airbnb in the unit. Now, remember this community, they only accepted corporate leases. Wow. So that means that they, I could, I should have never been Airbnb. So they literally sent me a letter, uh, like a warning, like basically like you'll get evicted, either shut it down or you'll get evicted if we catch you again. So I had to fly underneath the radar. I still had the Airbnb, but it wasn't as like, I couldn't post the photos that I wanted to post on there because I was trying to kind of like be discreet. So So, because um, she told on you, like. Yeah. Yeah. They sent you a letter saying no Airbnb, no subletting. Did they like, like what else happened? 
So they basically like just sent me the letter and that was it. Okay. So I just didn't like every time I had a guest, I would just kind of be like, you know, just let me know if you need anything. Don't go to leasing office. Let me know. Right. Because people will do that. So that's why you want to make sure it's very important that you let them know that you are Airbnb in the unit and, and make sure that they accept it. Right. So when you report broken items to Airbnb, they investigate it. Mm. And they'll ask the guests, like, you know, basically, like, say, hey, this this host said that you broke something. And they give the guests, like, two or three days to respond. Okay. So you have to wait for the response. And then Airbnb will ask you for a receipt. Like, let's just mm. say the guest doesn't respond. They'll ask you for a receipt. I didn't have the receipt because the chair. Okay, so for my couch, there was no way to, like, fix the fabric because it's that microfiber fabric. Mm-hmm. So the guy told me, he was like, basically, you're going to have to buy a new couch if you want to fix that because there's no way I can fix that fabric. But he said if it was leather, that would be different. So I learned my lesson with that one. Gotcha. Um, and they investigated. They asked you for a receipt. Now, my mentor was like, you know, you can make a receipt on Canva, right? And True. everybody that's spelled C-A-N-V-A. Okay. Canva. Canva <laughs> is, is the friend. goat. I, was like, I love Canva. <laughs> Yeah, you can do everything in camp. I was like, dang, I didn't even think of that. So for the girl that broke the patio chair, the patio chair was from, um, it was from Ikea. So I went onto Ikea's website. I sent it over to Airbnb. And the girl was like, I didn't break it. I didn't break it. Like she was going back and forth with me in the comments. Now, true enough, she left me a good review. And of course, with Airbnb, you can't see reviews until um after you leave them a review mm, okay so it's really crazy i know so um she left me a good review but i left her a bad review i'm like the house <laughs> the apartment was a little dirty when she left out but right i tried to she got so upset she literally told the leasing office y'all so they sent me the letter i still did it of course throughout the end of the lease but i didn't have the receipt so i looked it up online i sent it over to airbnb but i ended up just like letting it go i'm like you know whatever i can just get a new chair right so i went on facebook market and i got like another patio set and it was maybe like this guy charged me like twenty five dollars. He dropped it off on patio and kept going. Okay. So it was it was cool. It was like a wicker set or something like that. So I didn't I didn't sweat it, but I learned my lesson about that. Like make sure you have your receipt, um, and make sure they know that you Airbnb so you won't have any issues like this. Right. Like I literally cannot imagine that because you know when we worked in the leasing office back when we worked in the leasing office airbnb wasn't as popular like we had clients that mm -hmm. came in and they did corporate leases but they did corporate leases literally just for their companies like when they had people relocating from i don't know right. out of the country or i mean from another state they would actually right. rent out the units and furnish them but they would actually have their actual employees living in them so when we were in the business it wasn't as popular as it is now so that's why i'm like i can only imagine them sending you a letter like stop airbnb or we're gonna break your lease like stop planning our face or we're gonna break your lease because now guys they actually have a like all kind of different softwares and systems that'll literally tell yes. you if there's an airbnb on your property so there's so many different ways that they've got a lot smarter so that they mm -hmm. don't have to play any games because of course they don't really want people to make that kind of money off of them when they're they're only getting their you know 1600 so you just have to be really really mindful of that because doing it the sneaky way trust me they will find you and they will catch you and they will send you a letter or your guests might get mad at you like they did with kesia and mm -hmm. <laughs> tell on you themselves on personally you. okay yeah and i think she saw my lockbox too so <laughs> <laughs> it was she said, to get on me. by like, the way, I, not the $150 lockbox, friend. 
Baby, I ended up driving up there, like getting in my car, driving from the south side and going up there like, ah, like literally almost jumped out the car with my leg out. Oh, I my God. On the patio. <laughs> but sometimes my cousin's friend, he would go there and he would like stay because he didn't have he had just moved to town. And he was like, you know, is it OK if I stay here? Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't have a guest. And I didn't mind because he would clean up before they would check in. OK, wow. That was crazy about those two guests, Kesia. That is like, whoa. Now, let me just roll right into my next question. Based on everything you've said and we've been listening to you, what do you regret about your first Airbnb business? Honestly, I don't have any regrets. I mean, I learned a lot from it. It helped me understand the business a lot better. And um, I I needed a mentor. So I think that that was the best thing that I could have decided to do. Like, take a break from it because you're seeing that you're not making the numbers that you want to make. So let's go ahead and get a mentor and let's just go from there. Gotcha, gotcha. It's nothing wrong with taking a step back, rebranding, and just coming back even better, honestly. I love that. You know, I'm known for rebranding and relaunching. So I get it. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) I do not be playing. I'd be like, "Mm mm-mm. We got to start over fresh. Let's wipe it all out and do it completely over. Now, tell me three things you would have done differently then. Research the area to see how many Airbnbs are actually booked in that area. You want to make sure when you research the area, there's a website called airdna.co, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it is. And you want to research the area and make sure that it's the Airbnbs in the area are at least 60% and up occupied. Okay. Okay. That's very, very important. So research, I wish I would have researched that area from there because I assumed because it was Buckhead, it was going to be nice. And if you live in Atlanta, you know, Buckhead been a little shaky in the last two few years, basically. Super duper shaky. Okay. (laughs) Shaky is an understatement, but it's a beautiful area. It's just, unfortunately, it's starting to get a little riffrafty is what I can say. It's getting West End. I love the West End. It's very beautiful. But it's it's like, giving um, it's, it's giving five points underground, honestly. <laughs> like, and it's literally the most expensive almost area, <laughs> like in I Atlanta. Love underground is the key. I oh bet you did, Kikia. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, I wish I would have used OPM. OPM stands for <laughs> Other People's Money. Yes. I wish I would have built my business credit um, before I actually got out here because I actually took, I actually got a personal. Let's just say this. I have a personal credit card. I put everything on that personal credit card. Not a good idea. Don't do it. Maxed it. Maxed it out. (laughs) And I'm still paying it. You know what? Off right now. So don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a good idea. Okay. Right. And I also wish I would have decorated on a dime. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Budget yourself. Don't spend seven thousand dollars just on like decor. I'll be hearing like some people will be like, oh, I furnish this unit with two thousand dollars and i'll be like i don't know how they did it with two thousand but i like the sound of it i mean it sounds good like the most money that you do want to spend when it comes to decorating is not even on your mattress you can get a very cheap mattress but there's a really good like mattress topper that you can get right it's very comfortable you want to make sure that your guest is comfortable right so you want to spend um a decent amount of money and, and the mattress Topper is not expensive. It's like 50 bucks that I saw that right. my mentor told us about. It's really, really good mattress topper. She gotcha. says she gets a lot of comments on it. It's very comfortable. You want to make sure your guest is com- comfortable so they can leave you those good reviews. Right. Reviews, reviews, reviews are very important. Five star super host. Remember those three things. Reviews, <laughs> 
Five star super host. Like when you go to look for a hotel, do you stay at a hotel that has three stars? Absolutely not. Exactly. So neither would I want to stay at an Airbnb that has like 4.8 stars or 4.5. I want you to have five stars. No less than, no less than four point. Let's just say no less than 4.8. Got you. Got you. Got you. Now, how do you juggle being a businesswoman and having kids? I mean, it juggles me, honestly. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I just got to, like, get in there. Some days I get knocked out. I get back up. Like, even after we hang up, I have to do some homework for my mentor. Like, I also need to study for my real estate license before I lay down. So, it's it's major. Like, you are multitasking, life, right? You are multitasking yeah. to the fullest. And you do it so amazingly gracefully because. Thank you. Woo! I couldn't even imagine. Okay. I'm so proud of you. I don't even know what to do. Oh. I got two humans. So, yeah. Yes. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I, I get a whiff of it when I'm on the phone with you. So, <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, Casey, just call me back, friend. Maybe when he takes a nap. Okay. Because for some reason, I feel like when I'm on the phone, he be trying to be even louder. Like, he know it's me. Like, <laughs> He does Love that with him. He wants my phone so he can watch YouTube. So definitely, he's gonna tap it for Christmas. <laughs> so cute, so cute. Now let me ask you this: What do you plan on doing differently when you relaunch next year? Definitely using all this information and this knowledge that I've gotten from uh, my Airbnb course that I'm in right now. It's an eight-week course. It's really awesome. I've learned so much. Like some of the things that I did, like I already knew, but I'm also learning a lot of stuff on top of that. Right. Like even like like small things as, as far as like people think this is small, but when you go somewhere, always as a guest, you want to be wild. And that's like my most important thing. I want to be able to wow my guests when they come in. Like mm -hmm. something as simple as like having a postcard with this with the skyline of Atlanta on there. Right. So you can send a postcard back to your family like, hey, look, I'm here. How you doing? Like I like little cheesy stuff like that. Leaving snacks for my res for my um, guests. I'm sorry, not residents, but for my guests when they come in, like I will always have a welcome basket and like leaving like a water, some snacks and a handwritten note. People love handwritten notes. You wouldn't even, they you do. Wouldn't even believe it. No, you they Right. Love they love handwritten notes. I love that idea. And I think that all goes, you know, into branding and marketing. Um, people yes. like little things, especially when you like have just like some kind of note that says, welcome, Keisha. Even though I know you, you know, have so many guests at the Airbnb. But when you make it personable like that, make me be like, oh, I'm going back to her Airbnb because she actually right. cared about me. Exactly. And that's why it's important to ask your guests, like, hey, what do you, what brings you here? Right. Um, so you can leave that. Because I had one guest, she was coming into town and her daughter um, was in college. I think her daughter went to Spelman or something like that. Mm -hmm. And her daughter was homesick. So she came to town to cook for her. Aww. which I thought was really dope like it was real cool I'm like oh my god this is beautiful so she came to cook for her and everything and that night that particular night I had so much going on y'all some drama some family drama and I had to like try to go like <laughs> help help and fix it and everything and also she couldn't get into the lockbox oh. sometimes the lockbox and it wasn't always but some people just didn't know how to use it properly that's why we give like instructions like put in your code and pull the front of the lock the face of the lockbox down because right. people just didn't know so she couldn't get in the lockbox i drove there to get her into the lockbox to get her into the apartment and she was happy about it but for in order for me and she ended up giving me five like a five-star review in order for me to avoid bad review what i did was i went to Publix the next day i purchased her a gift card for like 25 dollars mm -hmm. from um, Publix, and i left it on the um 
I left it like on the chair, on the patio chair out there for it. And I left her a note. And Aww. I'm like, uh, you know, I just basically, I didn't necessarily say I apologize, but I'm like, hey, this is for you. Enjoy the rest of your stay. I love that. Five so stars. it's like for the inconvenience, um, you know, I apologize. You were already going to be cooking for your daughter. So here's some extra coins to get more groceries. Like that was really sweet. I like that. Yeah. So something like that. Do something nice for your guests to, to make them want to come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's the most important thing. You want to create that experience, that wow factor. I love that. Now, let me ask you this. Of course, right now, um, that Airbnb that you did launch was in Atlanta, Georgia. Are you planning on taking your Airbnb business to different states? I am. I'm actually looking. My main goal is to um, basically like purchase some units in different states. So I'm looking at three different states right now. Um, I'm not in the market to like, because I'm still fixing my credit right now. So I'm not in the market to like purchase, purchase, but I'm definitely going to start because I love apartments. Mm -hmm. Like a house is great. I can't wait to buy a house and like, you know, do Airbnb and everything. But I love apartments because of the amenities that they have. Like I want my guests to be able to go swimming. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to barbecue if they want to. Go Um, to the gym. You know, different things like that. Right. That's what I like. So I'm definitely looking in three different cities to... um, I'm definitely going to pull the trigger on that next year for sure. Okay. Now that rolls right into my next question. Tell me some of your goals for 2023. Yeah, to, of course, pay off this credit card so I can buy houses. (laughs) So I can buy me some houses in in a few different cities um, to actually, because like I said, my main goal is ownership. Right. With Airbnb. That's the whole thing. You want to make sure that you own that space so you don't have to have anybody telling you, like, if you like my mentor right now she has a one bedroom mm-hmm. and she was like one of my this is like out of the 11 units that she has and I'll, oh yeah also when you start airbnb let's say if you do have a one bedroom i'm gonna tell you this now you're not gonna make six figures off that one bedroom because rent is so expensive now okay you're gonna need to have multiple units i thought i was gonna come in making six figures and i really didn't make as much as i thought i would right but you want to have multiple units in order like scale your units up in order for you to make those six figures so gotcha. um um, that's my goal is to like have, you know, have more units and have like two, three bedrooms or whatever. So I can be able to make that, that money that I want to make. Got you. Got you. Got you. Now, can you touch on, um, your top five do's and don'ts for us? I sure can. Um, I want to say my first do was to make sure you launch your LLC. Like make sure you have your LLC. Don't put it in your personal name. Don't. Do not. It's not a good idea. Right. And the reason why I say that is because, like me, I started it. Of course, I start. I had it in my business name, which is great. But right now, I'm kind of like going back and forth with the community because they added like an additional fee onto um, what was left over at the unit or whatever. It was maybe like I want to say they charged me like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. So what happened was that I told the assistant property manager like, "Hey, I'm moving out on this date." They sent someone to the unit to see if I was still there, um, and I had a guest there at that time. Mm. the guests they were older so they didn't know not to say that it was not an airbnb it was not an airbnb right so they told them like hey this is the airbnb or whatever she reached out to me and she was like hey somebody just came there they just opened the door because of course you freaked out like who the heck has a key to this apartment right so um she was freaking out and i was like i'm so sorry so they basically sent someone like in the maintenance department to check to see if i was still there right so they also charged me a subletting fee like mm. i said it was about 13 1400 of course i know what that is Right. So when I spoke to like the collection agency, I was like, I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> he was like, excuse <laughs> me? What's subletting? <laughs> 
what does that mean? And so he couldn't tell me what it meant. So I'm like, you need to have them. They need to remove that before I pay anything. That needs to be removed because Period. I had a security deposit. And they basically like, it was a balance left over, like I said. And they basically wiped out the security deposit. Right. And I'm like, I was going to take the money to put it back in. But why are you charging me $1,400? What's the reason? Right. So if they can't prove to me that it was not an Air- that it was an Airbnb there, then I'm going to be like, nope, not me. Sorry, wrong person. Did I do it in the past? Yes, but not anymore. So that's what I'll say, basically. <laughs> but you want to make sure that it's in your business name. Right. You want to make sure you use your EIN number. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's very important. Do not put that in your personal name. Have your business stuff together. Also, um, number two, like I said, it's very important for you to build business credit. I won't elaborate on business credit because I'm not a business credit guru. I'm still learning on that one. Mm-hmm. But make sure that you have business credit. Right. And... Um, my business at the time, my cousin and I, we had a delivery business and we had so much money coming through it during the pandemic. They, we were in business for about a year, but we had business credit and we had a pay deck score. Okay. So they were like, okay, awesome. Again, you want to make sure your pay deck score is 80. Right. Don't use your personal credit. Right. Don't be like me, still paying a personal credit card. It's not fun. Okay. Right. Number three, do your marketing and your branding um, for your unit. Make it Instagram worthy. You want to make sure that people are able to like, you know what I'm saying, snap those good shots. And then I will say this also, I want to say have a hashtag for your unit as well. Cute. I was watching the show and this guy, it was people, they were helping them set up like um, the Airbnbs. Like they had, this guy had a brownstone in Brooklyn. I love brownstones. Me too. Like, I really want one. I do Like too. I really love them. They be dope. And this brownstone, <laughs> it, it really needed to be like, they revamped it, y'all. When I tell you it looks so good. It looked great. And they gave them like a hashtag. They were like, make sure you have hashtag blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a good idea. Right. So when people take in their pictures and they're uploading them, they can hashtag you and you'll be having like even more content. Yes, for sure. Exactly. So you want to make sure you have that real, that nice unit that looks real good. That's Instagram worthy. When people come in, they're like, wow, I want to take a picture here. I want to take a picture there in this unit. Right. Um, don't think you can just upload pictures from your iPhone. And that's it. Like, you good to go. No, it's not going to work out. You want to make sure that you have a professional real estate photographer. Mm -hmm. Okay? Professional real estate photographer. (laughs) They know. (laughs) Don't get... And listen, when I first started off, I did have iPhone-like pictures. And I remember that. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Uh-uh. Don't do me... (laughs) I'm saying, I know. I was like, oh, this what we doing? No, we got to get professional pictures. I had to pictures. get started. Like, I'm right. like, I got to get started. I got to get the ball rolling. Like, let me just take some pictures. And But if you do, you iPhones are not bad cameras. Right. But again, I didn't know what kind of angles to get. A real estate photographer would know how to get those angles that you need right. in order for you to market that unit correctly. So you want to make sure that you have the right photographer. Do create a business plan. Don't just go into it like, oh, I'm going to just take these pictures. I'm going to upload this. I'm like, Everybody's going to come to me. No. You want to make sure you have everything written out. You can sit down and just make you out a business plan um, from like Word or something mm-hmm. and pull in a business plan and doing that. Make sure you have your business plan. Right. Don't just do like a random outline. Like, yep, I want it to be here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Make sure you have that planned out. What is the quote? If you plan to fail, you fail to plan. There you go. That's it. You want to make sure you plan this out. It's very important because it's a business. Okay. It's all about the numbers. You want to make sure you're hitting those numbers. Yes. Make sure you ask a number. And number five, like, um, do ask your guests what brings them to the area. Like, it's very important. Like I said, you want to have them like a welcome basket. I had one guest. She, um, she was like, 
like a year from finding out that her that she didn't have cancer anymore. What is oh, it? Wow. Remission? I forgot mm-hmm. what it is. Remission. But it was yeah, she was in the year of remission and she's like um, you know, I'm just coming to celebrate. I'm so happy. So when she told me that I have like this little balloon machine, it's not a helium thing, but it's like a, a machine that blows up balloons. It was maybe like 20 bucks, $25 for Amazon. Mm-hmm. I blew her up some pink balloons and like put it throughout the apartment. Oh, that was so cute. Kesia. Yeah, I blew it up for her. I have like this heart shape. Um, and, and she was like, she wanted to go to like some brunch spots. So I gave her a list of like brunch places in the area. And I also had like, just in case she didn't feel like going out, I left her like, um, like some orange juice mm-hmm. and like little small things of like, uh, and, and my mentor always says, don't leave any, anybody alcohol or anything, but it was like small things of Prosecco so they can make mimosas. Right. That's cute. And, um, so she can make her own brunch, like some strawberries as well. I left for her in the water waffle iron that I have is like little small heart shapes so I left her like some pancake mix and stuff she didn't use that but she definitely drunk up those mimosas for sure (laughs) she was (laughs) celebrating I ain't mad at her. I get it. I so love it. Was it. Like, yeah, it was. I just wanted to do something like really cute. You just want to ask them what brings them to the area, so you can kind of make them feel like they're at home and that mm-hmm. you actually care that you you appreciate them for being your guests. Right. Also, um, don't just assume that they're here just for an event. Like it might be like a. I think it was like a Monster Jam or some kind of like big concert in Atlanta that weekend. So I assumed that one of my guests is there for that, and they were like, "No, we were just here to relax." I'm like, "Oh, okay, gotcha." <laughs> But make sure you ask that question. Right. Just don't assume. I got you. Exactly. Kesia, 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 thank you so much. It's been like a pleasure. You've given my audience some amazing gems to take away. And like I said, I hope everybody has their pens and papers out and they've been taking notes now. Tell everyone how they can follow you. And is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Some type of maybe a quote or your favorite affirmation? Absolutely. So you can follow me on IG at T as in Tom Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y Estates, E-S-T-A-T-E-S, T Hardy Estates. That's the name of my property management company. And also one of my favorite like quotes is, and I said it earlier, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Got you, got you, got you. (laughs) Like I was saying, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure as always. Now, as we come to an end, as you all know, at the end of every one of my episodes, like I said on the first one, I want to leave my listeners with a affirmation and a fun round of pop. For everyone that doesn't know, pop is my version of a fun closing. Pop stands for pushing onward on purpose. So my affirmation for tonight is money comes to me easily and frequently and I like to say that throughout the day three times a day or as many times that I can and trust me guys it really works now for the pop game this game consists of me saying a word and the first thing that comes to your mind Kesia um just say it it could be something you aspire to have or literally just the first thing that literally pops in your head so real estate license now <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I need it now, today. <laughs> okay, okay. Dream home. Pool in the backyard, game room, love, land. Love it, love it, love it. One goal. To get my real estate license before the end of 2022. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Vision boards. Oh my goodness. We do, okay, y'all, we do vision boards every <laughs> year and we do it all day long. Okay? We do. 
vision boards, um, affirmations, mm-hmm. and actually following up with the vision that you put on the board. That's the important part. Right. Absolutely. All right. 2023. Money bags. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Dream car. Oh my goodness. A G-Wagon. Okay. And since the show is called Properties Over Purses, what's your designer dream bag that you'll purchase after you've done buying all your properties? I like this Louis Vuitton bag, the one with the different colors, Mm -hmm. like the the blues and the pink and the different ones. I like that one. I think it's really nice. Okay. Okay. So you're not like a Birkin girl or like a Chanel bag? You know, I like Chanel, but Louis Vuitton, like, I like... I feel like a lot of people have like the Chanel everything. Like yeah, I saw a girl it's a with timeless piece. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Chanel has increased so much. So you know what I want to mm-hmm. do? I want to fly to Paris and buy all my designer bags. Oh, yes! I love yeah. that. It's, it's cheaper there. I like to ball on a dime, y'all. So Ooh, it's, cheap. it's ball on there. a dime. You need to put that on a t-shirt. Period. <laughs> Okay. So is there anything else you want to let the audience know um, before we end this episode? Have a wonderful, fantabulous day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Let me know if you have any questions about Airbnb. I'm going to set up some consultations so I can like chat with people for about 15 minutes. I love it. I'm always here. It'll be a free consultation. Free, y'all. Free. Okay. Whoa. Free? Okay. For 15 minutes. I'll give you 15 minutes of my time for free. Okay? Oh, my God. I love that. I'm super excited about that. Like I said, once again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to come on Properties Over Purses. We truly appreciate you. And please, everyone, make sure you submit your questions for our future episodes. And make sure you follow me on all social media accounts at I am Keisha Griggs and at properties over purses. Join me next week, same time, same place.